Um, all right, this is no, our sixth no. our sixth sense episode of Nod Your Head and Listen, a podcast dedicated to making lists of movies that three brothers love to watch and rewatch. Most of the time, it's going to be movies that we rewatch, but some of them will be new movies. Um, and we had just kind of gotten, uh, we were just talking about the fact that our first three episodes, our first three movies that we really did reviews on were all 90s picks. So at the end of this episode, we'll make a new pick with a kind of new category. It could be a 70s movie. It could be a never seen before or an Oscar movie. But so we'll try to have a round, which a round will just be the three of us getting a separate pick uh, within a category that can, again, either be a, a decade for movies or a genre for movies. But we do, we do one once every about two weeks. But we can kind of go and get started with our last 90s pick for at least for, for this round. And it is 1999's M. Night Shyamalan's The Sixth Sense. Um, so we got six episode. Oh, I shouldn't even think about that. Oh, nice. Um, well done. We'll um, throw one in there. Say well this episode six. I'll throw it. <laughs> I was like, well done, Eric, for noticing, but well done for me for accidentally picking this one for the sixth episode. But um, there's it's a not new category. I'm saying we should have done it for the sixth. Oh, well, I feel, I feel dumb now. I was thinking, like, we're already on number six. Okay. Um, we'll cut all this. Don't worry. Okay, cool. Um, but uh, all right, so we have, I, I have a new category that I was going to propose. I already talked to Eric about it a little bit. Um, we uh, kind of changed up our format a little bit, but the first one I had was called uh, Dinner and a Movie. Basically, if you're making a meal that has something to do with the plot of the movie, not, not like a play on words, like when Brad and I saw Jaws, they had fish tacos for Jaws, which is very clever, but fish tacos were never you know quint never ate fish tacos on on the on the orca and so obviously if we did a jaws one i think we know what we would probably eat that uh that uh quint also slowly ate on the boat but things like that so basically an example would be jurassic park you could have like jello shaky jello on a spoon or something uh and eat a bowl of jello even though jello is kind of disgusting in my opinion but or remember the chilean sea bass Chilean sea bass or melted ice cream um, or goat or, or goat or lamb oh, chops. Yeah, popular pick. Yeah. So I feel like, yeah, either there needs to be a movie or a, a meal that they ate or they explicitly talk about, like, I think lamb chops of work. Oh, is it lamb? Was it, it was lamb chops, right? Not pork chops or was it lamb chops? I don't remember. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then Eric and I were talking about how, yeah. Uh, for the mummy, I don't remember them talking about it, like having a meal. Um, they talked about bourbon a lot, um, but but anyway. So my pick for Sixth Sense, a dinner and a movie would be soggy bourbon chicken. Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> right in the middle of my. Uh, but yeah, soggy cocoa puffs uh, for uh, for the Sixth Sense. So I yeah, and obviously I'm, I'll, I of course I I'll put I put I put on the side maybe maybe pop tart or roast beef. Um, but I feel like roast beef should be Christmas story, but, um, no, sorry. Meatloaf. Oh, I feel like choked that one. Um, but, uh, <laughs> you, you, anyway, you, you corrected it. It's all right. I corrected it, but obviously that's a new category that I just sprung upon everyone. So like, if you have one that I missed, but I think, uh, you can bring that up, but I think that could be a good, like fun introduction to it. If, if some, if, if a lot of movies do have, uh, some sort of I feel like, unique, uh, like soup was the only other meal and that's not really one i would want to associate with the movie the anniversary soup or is that, is that no the soup? soup that was poisoned the little girl oh, of course of course that's a that's actually really that's a really good one. Oh man okay. but it's yeah. not something you want to i don't think i want to eat soup while watching somebody who was no but i don't think that kind of soup. thing is fun i 
I think but I've told you, Mandy and I will I like do that. Idea. We'll do we'll do that when we're doing dinner in a movie. We'll find something that they eat in there, like, um, okay. and, and just like we'll make a dinner out of that because because it's just a fun it's a fun thing to to add in. Like like ten years ago, we watched Rear Window and drank like warm brandy because that's like a big part of like while they're yeah, sitting in the apartment. Yeah, yeah, you have to look classy and shake it up. But okay, well, I'm glad yeah. that worked. I didn't want to just say hey. Yeah, no, it's just a it's a it's a fun it's a fun idea. But yeah, Thanks. cocoa puffs and pop tarts for for the sixth sense is definitely a good way to go. All right. Um, unless anyone, uh, Eric, did you have anything else? Was like, cocoa puffs with an honorable mention. Cocoa puffs was going to be the first one I was going to say when you just because you mentioned it like right now. It was the first one obviously came to my head. Okay. I, I really don't think of another meal that was. She was finishing up a meal at their anniversary, but I don't know if it shows the food. Yeah, because I always, always look for that. The birthday party probably up. had some food. Though. There's a reference yeah, to I mean, cheese, but he's not talking about eating oh, cheese. Oh, well, that's, I did mention that later. I don't want to, yeah, don't uh, spoil it <laughs> on that one. But um, okay, um, I didn't have a lot of trivia. If we want to get right into trivia, um, I can start with trivia and then I, I started both categories. So someone else can start the next one. But for trivia, um, Oh, I meant to watch this episode, but apparently it was either inspired or possibly ripped off of uh, "Are You Afraid of the Dark?" Tale of a Tale of the Dream Girl was the episode. I really meant to watch that. Um, and then uh, Malcolm Crow was originally a crime scene photographer. That was his job in like one of the first drafts. And then Mar Marissa Tomei was originally going to be Tony Collette. Tony Collette. She was originally going to be Tony Tony Collette's character, uh, Lynn, mm -hmm. I believe is her name. And then. Uh, uh, George Michael himself, Michael Sarah, was possibly up for the role of Cole Sear. Um, so those were the ones that I have. So anybody wants to take over for trivia or interesting behind the scenes? Those were the two I had down. I will just expand on oh, that. Sorry, Mister One Hit Wonder in Night Shyamalan stole his one good movie from an awesome '90s show, but still, he stole. It. <laughs> he said he had never heard of it, but again, Mister One Hit Wonder, and he couldn't even come up with his own idea. So. But that's yeah. I also had the Michael Sarah one, but those are the only two I had. So, Bradley. Uh, yeah, I, I saw the thing about Michael Sarah and Michael Sarah. Interesting. I, I thought it was uh, noteworthy that he admitted that he hadn't read the script, and so when he did oh, yeah. the the audition scene was the magic trick, and Michael Sarah said that he did it too, uh, whatever, a, not animated, but like too happily. Yeah. Uh, versus playing the character withdrawn, um, but yeah, what I wrote down was. Uh, Haley Joel Osment got the part. Uh, Shyamalan said he was the best for the part, which that's obvious. He was the only boy that wore a tie to the audition. And then when he said, oh, yeah, I, I read um, I, I read it. I read um, I read my part three times or he said I read it three times. He's like, oh, you read your part three times. He's like, no, I read the entire script three times. And I just think that shows I mean, this kid was just super into the story. And it obviously shows in his performance. And then the other thing I thought was just an interesting kind of trivia but just kind of an interesting fact was that uh in the movie 12 monkeys bruce willis plays a character named cole and one of the famous lines is all i see are dead people hmm. that Br bruce willis says that line in 12 okay. monkeys that came out a few years before yeah, which is a good that. movie and it's, he says he's not playing a character at all like himself but it's just kind of a interesting like two of his more famous movies or I see dead people and all I see are dead people and both character both main characters are named Cole eh, just you know okay I've never, yeah, I've never seen 12 monkeys I, I have one little thing to add on to one of those which is funny 
I don't know if it was true, if this is true or not, because it's very different than what Brad said, or if it was like IMDb trivia from back in the day. Um, but I remember hearing that, uh, like the opposite of the Haley Joel Osment one of that he said he read the script three times and then later kind of tongue in cheek said he didn't actually read the entire script. He just read the words, the script three times and thought it was and, like, they thought that was funny. So like yours sounds more legitimate because like, I thought he, like the way I heard it was always like it was a joke of trying to sound overprepared, but he technically wasn't lying because he read like the script three times. Oh. But I hope yours is true. But I, I, I remember hearing that like a decade ago. So not it was not in my current research. Um, but yeah, Brad or Eric, like if you Brad's want to start, better, I'll go with that. No, one. I like Brad's better too. That's why when, when, when Brad, when Brad started that, I was thinking, I, th he I was think going anybody can post on IMDB. I think IMDB is similar to Wikipedia. They can just put on on there, but I mean, it, it sounds good. I hope it's true. It's been on there for a while. So it's, he seemed pretty, like a pretty prepared, like grounded kid from like some of the interviews <laughs> you saw. I saw some behind the scenes stuff in the, on YouTube and he seemed like a, you know, he didn't seem like a kid that was going to like. You know, half acid or something. But um, if Brad or Eric wants to uh, start noticing, wondering, or and or kid versus adult viewing. Um. Well, yeah, but we've seen this one a lot of times. The the one thing I was looking for. So I'll, I'll let me just go ahead and preface this because if I say this for strengths or weaknesses, I was looking specifically for uh, Malcolm's relationship with his wife and if there were any plot holes in that so one thing that i did notice that i thought was a little hard to get past even though i do like the movie so we see the opening scene and then it immediately cuts away to the next fall yeah so let's assume it was at least several months um so i we're supposed to suspend our disbelief now it's a ghost story that's fine but that means that for several months, Malcolm has not talked to anybody, including his wife, who he's still living with. They see what but they want to see. Him to the, I, I, I know it does <laughs> say that. And that's the way that he's mm -hmm. that it, that's the way that they try to explain it. But it, what I did notice that I thought was a little bit annoying as far as like a cheat is they're very careful with uh Malcolm with with Malcolm walking up. It's Malcolm Crow, right? Am I saying that right? Yeah. Malcolm anyway. Crow. Crow will walk up and like he, he'll sit in a chair, but he won't touch it. And, and he'll show him at the beginning of a scene. Um, but I thought the scene with the uh, with uh, the kid's mom and Crow was like kind of a cheat because he's so he's been talking to this kid and he's his therapist, but he's never once tried to talk to the kid's mom. I mean, like, why is she not talking to me? And she's, again, I know she's got two jobs. I'm going to be I, the devil's advocate on this one. But no, 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 I, no. Those I, are all I like, I like the movie. But she's what in I'm the room is, with him. A few she times. Is, she's yeah, in the, she's in the yeah. room with them. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying anything's wrong with what she's doing. I understand she, there's a ghost. She's not trying to talk to him. I'm saying in several months, Bruce Willis has not tried to talk to the kids, his yeah. Haley Joel Osment's mom, and he's not thought it's weird that his wife or no one else has talked to him. And they also cheat because he breaks the glass when that guy. I, yeah, it, yeah. It's more of a. This is all I'm saying. I get it. It's a ghost story. If you try to if you try to nitpick time travel movies, you'll drive yourself crazy. I know that it's a ghost story, and you have to suspend your disbelief. But when it said the next fall, and you're seeing all these things about him, and you're and you're only seeing him. It's just a little bit of a cheat. And to me, it's a little distracting. And please keep in mind, I like the movie and I gave it a good grade, but I still feel like when you watch it on repeat and they're showing you the scene at the anniversary dinner and they're, yeah. and it looks like she looks up. I know she doesn't, but it's like, I know he's a ghost. I know it's sci-fi, but 
it's like I just find it hard to believe, even though he sees what he's supposed to see, that at no point is he not trying to interact with somebody in the real world and they're, and they're just not responding to him because we're seeing all these carefully placed scenes. And it's like uh, several months are going by and he's living with his wife and you hear, are you going to get that? Whenever the, the, the someone knocks on the door and she doesn't respond. But it's like you have to you have to just show us very small clips for it not to be completely unbelievable that uh, even a ghost would be going day to day and living with somebody and not ever realizing, huh, nobody's responding to me, but I can also break glass yeah. whenever this guy's banging my wife. It is just a, a little hard to get past that, even though I know it's part of the narrative. And I know a lot of movies that do time travel and ghosts, you have to just go, eh, it's not real. Yeah. But that was a, that was a, it was, I noticed that a lot more of that had to, you had to just kind of look past it. But I mean, you know, that, I don't know. That was one thing that was paying extra careful attention to. Now, having said that, they do a good job setting up those scenes, but it was still a little bit hard when I realized, wow, next fall. So several months have gone by, um, but I don't know. Okay. Oh, was was that your only noticing and wondering? Well, I mean, but that that was the main thing because, and that's what I'm saying. I was paying attention to that. I also wondered, um, like when when he when he tells. Um, when he, why, why can't I think of the kid's name? Because I just keep wanting to just call Cole. him Haley Joel Osment. Cole. Cole, thank you. When he when he tells him that he missed the appointment at the beginning, uh, to give the movie credit, I also wondered if do the ghosts appear when they need something. So to give the movie credit, was that the the truth of the movie? Was it's several months later, but Bruce Willis appears at the time of their first appointment because that's when he now needs to be there. Yeah. And so like, that's when their story begins. And he says, Hey, I'm sorry that I missed our appointment. Cause otherwise I thought it was strange that he would have missed the appointment. Cause he says, Oh, I missed our appointment. I'm sorry. So I was wondering yeah. if like, that's when, that's when the ghost appeared was when the movie flashes forward, you know, because then obviously mm -hmm. he disappears. And again, this is just, I know this is a lot, but I was wondering this like versus saying, Oh, it doesn't make sense. Well, maybe that's how the reality of these ghosts in the, in the, in the movies world work is now he's going to appear to help Cole and he's also going to appear to be because he's bothered by his I, I don't know I, I just had that's honestly what I wondered was like what was supposed to be the reality of the movie and how long the ghosts exist on earth if it was like he was just there for those couple of days and so then it wasn't as big of a deal for the interactions to be one-sided okay yeah, I definitely had some of those questions. Some some of those questions too, like him being like introduced, like basically starting a professional relationship with this like new client, this new kid, and not meeting the parent and just waiting outside of his house, kind of thing. Um, but again, that's where like yeah, for good storytelling, yeah, you have to yeah make some make some except exceptions there. But uh, but yeah, Eric, what were some of your noticing one noticings, wonderings, or you know something you noticed? from a kid watching it as a kid versus watching it as an adult. Yeah. I mean, a lot of mine, I might skip over cause it was like obvious things that I probably just didn't notice as a kid, but I will say to Brad's point, cause there's another thing I noticed in that thing where like the first scene after he gets shot is him looking at notes. I'm like, where does he even get the notes from? Who's assigning him to this case of Cole? Uh, yeah. He's dead. Like he's looking at these notes on Cole. How does he have those notes? Where did he get those from? Yeah, I watched. I guess that, there's a lot of little bit where I didn't understand. I'm like, okay, he's because now obviously we're watching it as okay, he's obviously dead. We know this, 
why is he reading these notes on Cole about all these issues? Like he's still obviously at the watching it the first time, you're supposed to think he's alive, right? But he's not. So where did he get those from? He just yeah, started watching I, the I kid, and so I, I, I don't know. It's again, it's not. A, I, I, I'm with Brad. It's I'm not trying to poke holes in it. It just it was definitely something I noticed of like eh, I don't understand why he would be assigned like Brad said, but also like he didn't talk to or you maybe it was you Austin. He never talked to the parent during any of this process of setting up. He's just sitting outside. Yeah. His place with a bunch of notes on him and saying, sorry, I missed his appointment. And I thought Cole would have been like, who are you? Like, I, I don't know. I just, I think M Knight thought he covered the bases again. I'm not saying this justifies it or like I already said it earlier, <clears> but I think M Knight saying, uh, having the character say they see what they want to see and all that kind of stuff. It kind of tries to smooth over some of the rougher edges of like, this one have made sense in a normal scenario. And obviously Cole, we assume that Cole knows that Malcolm is a ghost. I would think, I know someone has a different but opinion. But he's not that, scared of him. But he's not always, well, that's true. At that point, yes. That, I thought that too. I'm like, does he know the whole time? A, why does he not say yeah, something? Yeah, I, I, want, I, I wondered about that also. When he... But if he knows the whole time, he, he, he was scared of them until Bruce Willis's that's... character is like, maybe they... Or, yeah, you know, yeah. he's like, maybe listen to them and see what they want. That's kind of true. Thing. Well, and yeah, and, and so, that was another reason I did wonder if that's why he appeared when he did, because Cole's fear is like is peaking and his relationship with his mom is getting strained. So like if yeah. you, again, I don't want you to think I'm dogging on the movie. It was just wondering no. if that's what it was supposed to be. And now he's appearing and like he has these notes, but um, are the and again, it's. That was the only thing, and, and part part of me wondered too was like, and this this is I know this is a big stretch, but like as I'm watching the movie, I'm thinking, could the movie have ended without the twist? Because I mean, I yes, uh, right, and like I, I'm saying that mm-hmm. as a credit to the movie, but like I, it was M Night just so set on I'm gonna make this movie have a big twist at the end that he, yes. he's he went out of his way to fake you out, and I'm like the movie, the story on its own of a kid going through this and having a strained relationship with his mom because he's nervous to communicate what's going on. And then, and then Bruce Willis being a child psychologist who's been through a lot. And he just, and let's just say he just survived the gunshot. And then a few months later he's having trouble and then he helps him. And then he, and then he's estranged from his wife. And then he decides I'm going to let my wife go. So they go out to dinner. I mean, it was more like, it didn't make me dislike the movie more. It was more of a, I don't think it needed the twist. And so I think it was more like, it kind of bothered me that he forced it. But also, I know that's what it's remembered for. I don't know. It was like I appreciated some of the other scenes more, but it also just felt like he cheated the audience a little bit with some of that stuff because, it, you know, it was like, oh, let's let's show these two people sitting in a room. But Bruce Willis isn't talking. It, it, it was fine. It, it, you're right. It made sense. You can look past it. Um, but that was honestly that, that really because I've seen the movie so much. That's what I was focusing on was, you know. So was I. I was like seeing, trying to find and, stuff. And, and would this work not trying to nitpick it just more of a wow that's a really good movie without the twist but also would people remember it if it hadn't been a twist if it had just been a um i guess basically like a borderline family drama um, you know obviously you would still have the ghosts in there i shouldn't say it like that but like if bruce willis was just a child psychologist who would yeah. survive an accident and then came back and thought hey i failed this one guy but i'm gonna help this kid and then it's a happy ending Maybe he makes up with his wife. Maybe he decides to let her go because I, I will say, and I know I'm talking a lot. A lot of my other answers will be short because a lot of it was focused on this. As much as I say that the scene with his wife at the end is powerful, but it also could have been representing like him letting his wife go because they couldn't get past 
what happened or, you know, whatever. Cause the end I do mm-hmm. think still lands with him having yeah. the conversation with his wife and then it cuts and it, and he doesn't drag it on. Um, anyway, yeah. That- yeah. I can, I can speed through a couple other, like they're like mine, like just kind of <coughs> stupid little notice things really. Um, I mean, two of them, I think y'all probably knew for a while is just going back from watching as a kid, Donnie Wahlberg, obviously being the guy at the beginning, we watching it at that time, we didn't know who he was. And then Misha Barton being the girl in the tent, because that was easily the scariest moment to me. So like knowing that it's like a semi-famous person, like, okay, that makes me feel a little better. Yeah. Um, And then the, um, he had cuts on his wrist. And was that ever explained? Did I miss that? I mean, I assumed it was from I, some former it wasn't unseen self ghost. Harm. Yeah. No, no, I, I assumed it was from that's, another ghost. But cutting it, okay. That's I, that's what I guess you kind of assume, but uh, well, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think it might have been the similar to like the the party, you know, the the spiral staircase, whatever, the dungeon kind of ghost that was sure. you know hiding in the, like he mm. he put he harmed him or you, yeah, I, I guess you never can, know but... you never know if it was actually the kids that because the kids were rough on him and threw him in the thing like they could have easily been mm. responsible for the bruises but more than likely it was the ghost and yeah, that I party scene that did it so I think that I always thought when they showed the wrist and everything but yeah as a grown up I mean as a kid you probably didn't think much about like even, what self harm was and everything the wrist, but I didn't even notice the wrist watching it before that's when I saw it I'm like wait a second what's that I, I don't say, remember I was, if I, I noticed self harming at that age but well, they don't make a big thing out of it I think I think when they finally talk in the church no, doesn't they, Bruce Willis just kind of glance down and then I think I he think might so. talk into his did, recorder and say something about it yeah, they they make it. It's very much like you can easily miss it, and that's it's just something I yeah. did notice again. So I put it down. Again, the ghosts are getting cold when only the ghosts are unhappy. I think that's a pretty obvious one, but just I hadn't seen this movie in a while, so I don't okay. think I maybe knew that. I think that was the reason they did it. I think ghosts. They yeah, they did that because they wanted uh, to cover their tracks on why he wasn't cold around Bruce Willis the whole time. So like they had to make it like oh oh well see and and that but that one was a that one was a I think they did a good job it was it was a good job no because otherwise it would have been a plot hole like he should have been cold the entire time and and that's that's what I mean I I don't think it was all major plot holes it was just some suspension of disbelief and like I said I'll I'll skip through a lot of the other ones quickly because that was the main thing that stood out and by the way one other quick one y'all probably did notice this somehow when it got toward the end and they and they went to the sister's house you know the one from the, the from the tent. Yeah. I didn't mm-hmm. notice before that during those conversations, you can hear them saying the younger sister's getting sick now too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know oh, how I missed, I missed that. that. Oh yeah. I missed they, that this they, time. I'm proud of, I remember, I mean, I'm not that I was some great listener as a kid, but I remember watching that as a kid and always her always, because I always remember hearing that part because whenever it, uh, Cole's talking to her out on the swing set, it was always like sad. Cause you're like, Oh, she was being poisoned currently like in that state, if they had not done anything, she was gonna die next, so I actually did catch that one. I don't know, like as a kid, I remember yeah. watching. Yeah. It's, it's, watching and Eric, it's like as the, sorry, Austin, I didn't mean to. No, go ahead, go ahead. It's Perfect. like as the camera's panning, and it's just like conversations. Yeah. Um, because okay. I think it's before they discover what's going on, so it's easy to miss. It's not like they say you were keeping her sick, and now I hear no, the no, sister's no. sick too. It's early, so you're not, you're not, huh. you don't know what's going on yet. Yeah. And they're yeah. just, it's like conversations yeah. during the during the wake. Yeah, um, so he yeah. Say, yeah, he saved someone's life there for sure out of the whole movie. One of thing. the um, on that same scene and that whole kind of part of the movie. Again, this might have been. I'm trying to think of the last time I watched this. I, I know it wasn't like a young child, but I just I'd caught a lot of little things. 
they were sitting on the bus after the tent scene and he's like she came a long way to see you i honestly thought all the people in the house like died in the house and like were ex people i did not realize that she had oh. come a long ways to see like that I was like oh wow she oh. yeah she traveled oh, town oh gotcha to find cole and i thought she had just died there and was still living there that when oh, i watched it as and, a kid oh, okay. same with the mom same with the uh, every every dead person was like frozen. american horror story thought, murder house yes i thought it was like they died there that's where they're at and he's and, just seeing them i didn't realize they were coming to him when and I by was, the way i do want to mention that too eric i, I noticed this catching like I a said, lot of things that most people got the first time but I, I promise you i was looking for it to give a lot of credit because he he doesn't touch the chair you never see him open a door and when they were going out to the house i specifically looked and they take they take the bus like they bruce willis really doesn't affect almost anything and technically you don't see him break the glass so it could have been he like threw a rock which i know that's still not direct contact so i'm just for the record he did a great job of covering the tracks and playing by the rules that's why the couple of times that it felt iffy i was like oh but but again i mean it's a twist it works pretty much all the time it was a couple times where it was like oh that's close to cheating the audience but at the same time it's such a rewatchable movie because the rest of it works so well that it's just like uh you know it, you can get you can get focused on it but at the same time it's it's and i know i'm kind of going into some of the strengths too if that's all right but like it's so well paced it's like an hour 45 when the credits roll and i don't think any scenes really drag so it's like yeah you can focus on oh would this be realistic but same thing if you want to look at back to the future as perfect of a movie as that basically is sure time travel is always going to be tricky and so are ghosts so really yeah. It's just like it moves quickly. I, I love the, the score and the performances and stuff like that. So it's really, you know, that that's me looking like with under, you know, with the microscope mm -hmm. at it. The the throwing the rock, I feel like it's legit because they didn't see him doing it, but they clearly can touch and affect things. Right, obviously right. touching and, the chairs, they would see a chair moving. So that's why he couldn't do that. But throwing and, the rock, that's, I think, was a fair. And that's what point. I mean. It didn't show him like punch the window. Yeah. So yeah. if he's throwing a rock, that's probably okay. Which they didn't show that. So again, almost all of it was all right. It was more of like, it's 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 borderline cheating. I think when you show the conversations were like, he, he's just sitting there with the mom. He's at the doctor's office with the mom, but he's he's supposed to be the psychi the psychologist, whatever. But he's not talking to the doctor. He's not talking to the mom. Like the fact that again, this is just. Like Austin said, saying they see what they want to see, you could also say that means they hear what they want to hear and they perceive what they want to perceive. Yeah. But it just felt like living with his wife and being, like you said, Eric, all of a sudden he has the paperwork, but he's only talking to the kid and not the mom or the doctor or the teacher yeah. or anyone else. It's yeah. a stretch, but like we said, it's, it's a ghost story. And like I said, I'm kind of talking myself in and out of thinking – it doesn't really work, but the rest of the movie does. That's what, like I said, that's why it's a high grade. And even, even when you're nitpicking, it's like, eh, but you can kind of let it go because the storytelling yeah. was when good. When you know the twist, it's easy to go back and be like, oh yeah, I see it now. Sure. It does. It, every, he's never speaking to anybody when he's at the play. It's just him talking to him at the end. Like he's always sitting right. by himself. I get it. But watching it for the first time, you're not looking for stuff like that. Right. So. Oh, I, I was, I was saying more like, it seems no, like I'm, I'm with you. I'm just he, saying, I noticed no one's interacting with me besides this kid. That, that's all. I, yeah. That's all I meant. Nope. I got but you. It's carefully edited um, in a way that was clever and, and it would be easy. Cause I remember that was another, by the way, another trivia that I thought was good was the producers were nervous that in the scene where, where uh, Cole tells him that he sees dead people, they were nervous that that was going to give away the twist because he's like, 
I see dead people and it's like showing Bruce Willis up close like that, that's going to give it away. But yeah. because they had done a good job, you're not looking for it. You're just thinking he's helping the kid out. So I, I do give a lot of credit to the way the story moved along. You're just thinking, no, he's upset about the, ki the kid, about Wahlberg from earlier. And now he wants to yeah. help this kid. So it feels like he's redeeming himself and also making up for it in a way. And, and plus helping a kid that needs to be helped. So yeah. all that to say, it's a lot of credit for how they were able to use it, where you can still go back and watch it and enjoy the the story for what it is, even knowing the twist, which you definitely get a lot of, I get, I have a lot of respect for it in that regard that it still works. Yeah. And the, I see dead people scene was a shocking enough scene to the audience where you're not thinking, Oh, he sees dead people. You're just focusing on, Oh, wow. This kid sees dead people. I didn't realize that at that moment, <coughs> not thinking, also, Oh, also maybe Bruce Willis is dead too. You're just also, you're also on, wow. That's a, that's a big moment. So also also a good point you have like a midpoint twist or however whenever it was that he tells them that you're not thinking like yeah they're, they're gonna pull the rug out from under us at the end again yeah so austin you wanted i brad yeah, pretty much I, hit all the wheat strengths for me well paced great acting i thought well, i haven't done my noticings wonderings yet but um oh, sorry <laughs> it's all right no i'm fine uh we'll go ahead and do that and your strengths and we'll yeah we'll not all of them are gonna be that yeah, not all of, them, all of them have to be conversational for mine. So unfortunately, one of them is something that I want to talk about with the mummy. It's a quick side note of what we talked about. I did see, I actually stumbled upon somewhere where they said that they actually accounted for in the mummy that the guys, the guy that he took his eyes, that he had bad eyesight. And that's why the mummy mistook Rachel Weiss for Marta or whatever huh. was because they, they specifically chose him with a blurry eye vision or, you know, blurry <laughs> vision. And I was like, oh, okay. I think they'll find that interesting. So I want to add that little huh. nugget. Okay. Um, still, I didn't think he was mistaking her for it. I thought he was trying to find somebody close enough to her. I to, think I like, thought that her until body. then too. Yeah, I, I think I didn't, it worked. Because well, he knows good, she's dead. I think it worked. Yeah. Either way. I, I it's assumed, a good explanation. I'll get, I, I'll concede that i guess because i feel like it that i feel like that probably is true because why make this big point about you know him having bad eyesight unless they really just wanted to have him break his glasses but um ralphie style but um so and then when the cabinet when the cabinets were originally opened during the uh the the, the <coughs> um whatever cocoa puff scene i i mm -hmm. don't know if we all connected this or none of us connected or whatever but like I, i'm assuming that that was the 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 abused housewife or abused mother um yes that, i was like i never thought about it as a kid it was just always a creepy scene as a kid like she comes in and mm -hmm. all the cabinets are open you're like oh wow number one she did that really fast um yeah. but also i was like okay that makes sense because that's what she's doing when he does see her later she's opening cabinets i did not connect that until just this last one yeah same. and then she really um, wanted those pop tarts I know she's probably upset that she probably maybe uh, Tony Collette gave the last poppers away, even though he just already had a sugary a part of a sugary cereal, you know, he didn't finish it. Um, delicious breakfast. Delicious. Yeah. But, um, and then is it really that happy of an ending for Cole is what I was wondering too, is because like, even though Cole understands that most ghosts need to send a message, there are still harmful ones like the dungeon ghost at the party that never seemed to be communicating anything positive. He seemed like a pretty angry ghost. Um, and, uh, and then obviously the, the slit wrist, you know, uh, mother, uh, how, you know, wife, um, <coughs> it is, I'm like, I get that it's supposed to be happening because they cracked the code for the most part, but they're like, even if they're all happy, you're still getting like stalked by these strangers all the time. And some of them at the least at the very beginning are going to be hostile. So I don't know. That's again, that's being nitpicky because I understand the whole point of the movie is that it's a happy ending because he's 
now understand it's a gift, but I'm like, man, that's still a heck of a lot for a little kid to go through of having a bunch of strangers come in and out of your dang house all the time. Um, so I don't know, that's me being cynical, but, and then, um, they could technically be doing that anyways, but he's at least able to see them. I know they're coming to him. I'm just saying like, shut up. You believe in um, ghosts, like ghosts could be in your room anyways, going in and out. He's at least seeing that they're so there. Whenever you do see the, these random ghosts, they're going to be nice. But I was like, that'd be terrifying. Yeah, but, um, I, I'm not saying that's a better thing. I'm just saying like, they might vomit, you know, things like that. But uh, yeah. he can maybe yeah. like, now we, now we can just like put a sign up like, guys, I will help you. Just like chill. Yeah. Don't scare me. Let's we talk during the day. In, sign in first. Yeah. Now that I'll he can communicate, they can get a good system because now he knows what to do. Yeah. Um, yeah and don't as a be kid, vomiting in my tent. Just come up and ask <laughs> well, yeah, hopefully that goes well. I guess it doesn't go without <laughs> saying, yeah. Um, and as a kid, did or, or you know, uh, did anyone know what I didn't know what a bumblebee pendant was? Um, I feel like as a kid, I always pictured a pin with a bumblebee like design on it, like an idiot, because like pin and pendant are two very different words, but like. Um, I, I, you know, I just always imagined a pen. So um, not a very interesting note because I remember hearing that. I was like, I remember watching with Harrison, my, or my childhood friend growing up and always thinking picturing like a pen, like with like a, a bumblebee type, like cartoony design on. And I'm like, man, that's like really like an, a family heirloom or whatever this dumb bumblebee pen. Cause I didn't know what a dang pendant was, but anyway, um, then that was just my thought. I on Notice it the first or really this time. I remember them talking. I about thought it was like a brooch or something. I guess I still don't know. That's what I, thought, I know. Yeah, I know what it is now. I'm saying as a kid. No, I'm, I'm, not not, a I'm saying I still am. I still wouldn't yeah. bet on it. I, I thought it was a brooch. I, uh, I said that confidently, and then maybe I don't know what it is. I, I assumed it was a, a brooch or whatever. I mean, if it makes you feel better, I'm googling it right company. now to look at a to make sure I know what I'm talking about. Okay. Besides the publishing company, I don't know what pendant. Yeah, I was going to say, they, I, knew, I knew at some point we we're going to say Seinfeld, the pendant publishing, but I was, uh, it seemed like such a random thing. Uh, to you know to use because maybe most people know what a pendant is and we're just like in our neck of the woods we just didn't know what the heck it was they should uh, neck, again, neck I, of the neck of the woods that was good austin because it's like a uh, necklace oh mm. oh okay yeah um while you're looking that like, up uh i did want to bring i meant to say this earlier when we were talking about how Shalon stole the idea yes if you go back and watch that episode Look and see if there's one about like a knock at a cabin or anything, since that's apparently oh where he gets his. Um, from. Okay, well, no, we, you know, he that was that was a book. Oh, yeah, a cabin and what he, what he did was he adapted it faithfully for two thirds, and then he changed that's the ending and good completely way to do no, it. But uh, I'm saying he completely well, we'll, took we'll, the heart we'll, out we'll, of the. Well, we are gonna we're gonna review that one at some point. I do want to. I'm not gonna so. I'm not gonna spoil it. I'm saying he adapted it faithfully and it was pretty good. And then he changed the ending, which completely ruined like the tone and the message of, of the book. I'm saying like, he was like, Oh, this is pretty good. Oh, so never mind. His ego got the best of him. So we said, I can do it better. And he completely ruined like the heart of the book and said, eh, it was, it was terrible. I'm not saying the movie was terrible well, overall. I'm saying it was pretty good when he <laughs> followed the book and then he was like, eh, I'm M night. I can do whatever I want. And he did. And it ruined the ending completely. Um, sorry, I, do, uh, okay. I still I still have six more wondering. Sorry, I had a lot of wonderings in this one. Um, most of them are pretty. Most of them are pretty quick. But the uh, whenever he's talking to um, Malcolm, uh, Doctor Crow, uh, he says he drew pictures of a man stabbing another man with a screwdriver. Um, as a kid, I always assumed that was a. They were just really showing that he had like a imagine like a, a, a morbid imagination but then yeah. he said did you see that on tv and he said no so i assume that from this from this last viewing that he actually saw a ghost with a man with a screwdriver in his head like mm -hmm. that was a ghost that visited him because they specifically said he didn't see it on tv sorry eric were you saying yes like you noticed that 
No, I'm just, I, Uh-oh. well, I guess I, not. I always thought it was just like, he has a dark, you know, like, no, oh, we have to really drawing see- things based on ghosts he had seen. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Cause I got like, never, I just never associated the screwdriver guy with like, oh, if we had a prequel to the sixth sense, um, the fifth sense, of course, it would be, uh, it would have a screwdriver <laughs> guy. Um, but, uh, and then, um, uh, see, um, Tony Collette. Oh yeah. And then when Tony Collette was calling the family saying like, keep your, you know, get your kids to keep their hands off my, uh, my son, everything. I think, I don't know if I, again, maybe I was the only one that thought this, but I always thought like, Oh, she's clearly wrong because it wasn't the kids, but it was the ghost. But like, again, as I was saying earlier, the kids were really rough with them. So she had every right to call because even if, even with the ghost existing, they were still like shoving him in there. Not a, not a huge, like light bulb moment, just something that I'm like, Oh, I always assumed that she was misassociating oh, right, right. it with. No, oh, it happened like, because of them. Well, I always knew the kids were in the wrong, of course, but I always well, yeah. assumed it was she misassociated what happened with. I'm pointing the finger sure. at the kids when it was the ghost versus. Oh, actually, yeah, the kids were just were obviously gotcha. responsible too. Um, um, let's see what scene scared you. Oh yeah, I was gonna say what ski what scene scared you the most as a kid versus an adult. Um, but I, I was like, for me, the tent scene oh. scared me the most, I think, as same, a kid, same. as a kid, not I, to, not nowadays, but I'd stay with well, that. It's, a, it's the same the, one for me. Yeah, same uh, one for me. The kid, the tent one is what I think of first. I think I think the, him, the, I think the, bath, walking, the bathroom one is always the one that got me. Yeah, the, the, the ba- well, the bathroom one is the the the, the wife, and I think that That's one. Just was the, I don't know why. Scare, I, don't, I think it's because it looks like it was. No, I'm saying that she. Uh, it is a jump scare when when she when you see her figure walk by, but then it kind of you kind of think it might be Tony Collette for like a brief moment because he's like mama, and then it turns oh, around and, and she's okay. mad. And like mm. I'm, I'm like I'm I'm always a sucker for that when you like it's not who you think it's gonna be, and they have like an angry face or like a creepy face. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. even yeah. if it's kind of a silly scary, movie, yeah. I'm just like ugh for a second. And like that part, and like you know that that part always got me. Plus the whole scene is just very well done it's suspenseful and he's scared and it's just you know he's going to the bathroom in the middle of the night nobody ever wants something scary to happen when you just got to get up and pee and then but yeah that, i mean obviously that yes the the tent one was always got me but i think the the one going i'm still like let me lower the volume a little bit while i watch this part because it just well, that's just still it's just still creepy so that's where yeah, i still feel i kind of disagree with eric because i yes it is a jump scare like i'm not denying that the the bathroom scene that is a jump part scare, that, that is like that literally does but then the once part you that see cre- her Okay, I get what you're saying. Sorry. I was going to say no, the, part that cre- the part that creeped me out was when he's, when it's, when it's the shot of him walking down the hallway and you can hear the noise in the, sh- in the, uh, in the kitchen, but you don't see, you only see the back of her, like the wit or, you know, the, the red hair or whatever. Like just, I remember as a kid that especially creeped me out was him just walking to the kitchen. You hear it more than the actual jump scare of him using the bathroom or her turning and showing her wrists. Um, and you're not going to hurt me anymore. Well, the, I mean, okay, I'll give you that. That, would, that, that part, it looks fake. I'm not saying, I'm saying the whole, like, the lead up. You, you, you already know something's going to happen because he goes and you see the dial on the thermometer. But I'm saying like the jump scare puts you on edge and you're already yes. nervous. And then like, as he's walking down toward the kitchen, you're like, oh, something bad. And then like, when he calls out to his mom, you're just, you just feel for the kid. He's scared. He wants his mom. And then of course she turns around and it's not her. Like to me, that's when the scary part ends and then like once she's talking you feel bad for her because you know that something horrible happened to her but i think like that's when the when the when the creepy part ended is once she turns around you know it's not 
his mom. But that that part always gets yeah. me. It's just it's well done. The atmosphere, yeah, I was and all only, that. Yeah, the atmosphere was great, and that's where like we'll talk a lot about like horror movies or any scary movies at all. About I'm big on the whole idea of like it's got to be a realistic, relatable setting of like the the house feels very real and like the kitchen yeah. looks like a real lived in kitchen. It doesn't feel like a movie set, and that's what makes it even creepier. Is it was very relatable, even though not like our kitchen didn't look like their kitchen or anything growing up, but just like it felt like a house that you could actually go to. And, it, and again, that's what I wasn't saying, Eric, again, Eric was wrong that it, that it's known for a jump scare. It was like that part didn't get me as much as him walking slowly to the kitchen and you hearing the noise, knowing that it's not the mom, even though when you're obviously on your second, third, fourth watch, when you for sure know it's not his mom of just like hearing the clanging of the, of the, of the knives or the forks or whatever. But, um, but yeah. Um, and then I, yeah. Uh, do we still consider this a horror movie was the last kind of wondering I have. Cause as a kid, I felt like it was a go-to not family friendly horror movie, but in a sense it was, cause it was like PG 13, everyone had talked about it. We watched it as kids um, pretty unedited. Maybe I don't know if it was on TV, but like, I wanted to hear your, everyone's thoughts on that. And I think that's pretty much my last one that I wanted to have is like, what do we consider this genre of a movie? Cause I don't consider it a horror, I don't consider it a horror movie anymore, but I didn't know what your thoughts were. I, I would thriller. still say, yeah. Maybe Very more cute. thriller or suspense, but yeah. I mean, because ghosts are involved, I think horror is still fair play. It might be third or fourth on there. Like if we're doing like the whole Google search of it and all that, like what would it be? Like I'm not saying horror, like there's definitely horror elements, horror elements for sure. But I'm just like, if I'm thinking about it, I think it's like a suspense drama now. Like, um, but you know, I, I'm not saying I'm right. It's just, that's how I feel about it now, even though it's a good movie and it has yeah. creepy elements. But as a kid, it was like everything, everything was creepy and the reputation definitely enhanced that because everyone was talking about how scary it was. Um, and mm -hmm. as a kid, it was just like, oh, it's, you know, some of these scenes I'm like, okay, that hasn't not aged well, like it's bad. It was more just age well and like scare, you know, effects or whatever. But um, that's There's pretty much everything. scary that scenes that I feel like it can, still be considered a whole uh, yeah I, I could be using the whole getting locked in the cabinet at the birthday party the tent scene well i do want to talk scene. about that in the next one obviously I, the people I, hanging noticing, like there's enough like ew, eerie kind of moments where i'd say it's a horror but our noticing wonderings obviously are gonna suck up a good half of the episode there but the i was like almost all the other ones we can go through i i have like yes yeah, same here most of, it, of mine so. will be a whole lot but um yeah my strengths and weaknesses the strengths were yeah the soundtrack is really good and eerie um that everyone I thought did a really good job, especially you think Bruce Willis at the time was like an action star and everything and like playing like a, a calm, quiet, like grounded character. Um, and then Tony Collette and especially Haley Joel Osment, like again, as, as a kid, I didn't think much about this being a kid actor. Like you just, you know, that, mm -hmm. but now as an adult, you're like, wow, he really did have a, a did really a good job. grasp. Um, the direction was good the look of the film was good the atmosphere which any horror or suspense movie especially nowadays that can sometimes lack is like had a really good atmosphere um and again i like the realistic look and the realistic realistic setting it wasn't like hollywoodized it was like a working class family which i know played mm -hmm. into the kind of the plot of it but it also just made it feel more relatable rather than um, a glamorized look at life um the weaknesses i thought some of the scary ghosts just aren't that scary anymore like the kid with the gunshot in the head like all that kind of stuff like that's fine that's only like a brief like five second moment um i thought the vomit scene from the oc's misha barton um was 
gro more gross than scary. And I feel like they should have had a, a spotlight right on her face, which made it less creepy because you're showing the ghost too much. But the scene leading up to it was great. I just think the actual reveal in retrospect isn't as good, but like him running to the tent, all that is great. Um, and then I felt like some of the dialogue- Even the clips coming one by one. Like, no, the clips, that's what I'm saying, leading scene. up to it, leading up yeah. to it. But then it but goes right from that to her face. I don't know. That's what, I that's what I'm that saying. Scene. I think, I think, I think uh, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying leading up to it's great. And then showing her face and then vomiting, it takes away from her- it, to me, she doesn't become, she's not scary anymore, which I kind of, I know it's kind of the point, but it kind of took some of the, the momentum out to me. I feel like it could have shown her in not as much of that like, in direct lighting and she could have been creepy and still mysterious versus just like looking like a sad, sick girl. And then as most M. Night movies, I feel like they had some cringy dialogue. Mostly it was just, uh, again, as a kid, I always found it cringy was like the, the conversation with the with Cole and his mom talking about their fantasy day and as an adult I have more of an appreciation for it because their life is kind of really hard so yeah, they like have to have no, I, I, I like I, that part no I did I did preface it with as a kid I remember always being like this is such a weird scene um but I just didn't I didn't think I got it but then like I'm gonna make you some oh yeah triangle pancakes that would also be another dinner in a movie oh, yeah. like, I'm gonna make you some triangle oh, pancakes. wow I even noticed yep. that again <laughs> Um, and then the last thing I'm going to say is the changes. Um, yeah, the less is more kind of approach. I think he did a great job for the most part, but like on the, I put the vomiting from him, from Misha Barton's character, uh, maybe not showing it directly. Um, but those are my strengths, weaknesses and changes. Um, so anybody else can go and on that. I can, I mean, you guys touched on everything on mine. It was a well-paced movie. I didn't think there were any dull moments thought the acting was spectacular uh, at least amongst the main three um yeah i don't i didn't have I, I didn't put any weaknesses i don't know why i just couldn't think of anything i mean i know there what everything you said was kind of fair um i am kind of curious now why she was vomiting I feel like that would have already been done was that just to scare him a little bit that's how bad they that's were how kind of bad the I thought they were kind like of she stuck traveled, in whatever had gone on during their. But she oh, traveled I mean, I, all the way there. Was she vomiting the whole way when she was traveling? I mean, the the wife's Can you wrist travel was still those... cut. They never healed. I don't know. So I feel like the the symptoms I, well, that you have. Okay. Bruce but then she's not vomiting right after. She said, "I'm feeling better now." That, that's oh, true. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's just like maybe she, she cycles vomiting. through it. She cycles through it yeah, every she day. She wasn't vomiting under the bed when she hand, when she pushed out the little. She says, "I uh, feel I'm feeling better now." So she does. I know. That's what why is she still vomiting? Eric just said that. Um. But uh, anyway, yeah, that's all I had for it. For strength and weaknesses. It was I. It was mainly strengths, and you guys touching them. I didn't. I didn't have too many weaknesses on it, and I wouldn't really change anything. I. I just, or I just couldn't come well, up with mine. Much were to pretty change. soft changes too. But yeah, Brad, go ahead. Yeah, there wasn't anything crazy. Uh, no, there there wasn't a lot. I remember for some reason the the scene with the teacher seeming like he's kind of being mean to him. The stuttering Stanley part was always kind of. Yeah. I don't know, got fired. <laughs> yeah, he didn't handle it well at all. You freak. I mean, I, I, did, I put that on my wanderings, but I skipped it. But yeah, but it was Cole, more of a, I wasn't, trouble, I wasn't, but he doesn't. I wasn't I always really kind of sure figured he got him the, the play, the, the part in the play because of that. Oh, I, I, that I did too. Brad, go ahead. I, I think, no, no, that, that's okay. I was just saying that one, <clears> that just, that scene always struck me as kind of weird. It wasn't like, I didn't know if it was the guy was a bad actor. All I'm saying is always, that scene always, I'm just like, I'm not really sure what this is going for. Not that it could have been completely deleted. That one and like the the scene at the jewelry shop where that couple, like that was clearly supposed to this be really funny. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I know. I just didn't yeah. think it was very funny. That's all I'm saying. And M night, anytime he does a cameo, it's terrible, but <laughs> he's always going to do them. He's just a horrible actor. He did at least cut down his cameo in this one, apparently, but he's still awful and distracting, but Knock at those the are cameo too. <laughs> those are all, at least, at least on that one, he's only on TV for like five seconds, but <laughs> yeah. at least, it wasn't like in lady in the water when he's a writer, this is his writing is going to save the world. That was a bad was, movie on top of all that too. Yeah. That was the fact, the fact that he wrote himself into it to save the world with his brilliance. Yeah. But, uh, but no, the weaknesses still weren't that bad. There was a couple moments of slow motion that looked kind of hokey, but really that was just late nineties, early two thousands. They did that. It wasn't, <clears throat> I never thought that was that bad. I thought the performance by, um, wrote down her name and now I can't think of uh, Kira's mom. I didn't think she was very good, but, um, yeah, luckily like she didn't have any lines, right? She just kind of had that bewildered look. In well, her. I wrote that. I wrote that down for for worst line. It's time for lunch, Kira. I oh yeah, of course good. she did have. She had a line on the on the on the VHS. Oh, I forgot. Um, that, did anyone I, mean, have... I really, I did think she was pretty bad actually. She was a little bit distracting and maybe the worst criminal because she she which again this is in there is like unintentionally funny when she like. She walks over in front of there and then she's like, okay, let me set." I felt you could hear her like, let me set the soup down. And now to add a dash of poison, let me yeah, measure it out. You could do that in the kitchen. Why not, I mean, stir why it not up. add that in before you come in there? Because, yeah, because then, then it's not what? on camera. But like, she I felt like she was, she was like the mer, what's, what's it called? Like the mustache twirling villain. Like she was a little too over the top for me with like plus like she when she walks in i know she's supposed i guess she's supposed to be hiding it from kira but like it's almost like a commercial for like and here's the poison right yeah, oh yeah. here let me stir it and measure it that'll be enough that'll be enough to keep kira sick time for lunch honey yeah. like i just thought she and then like and the, yeah. i and the other thing i did notice and i know he did this on purpose but i did think the he overdid the red like Oh yeah. Doorknob. I okay. Kind of disagree, Doorknob. but the the, the funeral is no. the only where the only place I felt like it. What didn't seem organic. Same here, and part of that was Kira's mom being a little bit over the top, and that's what I'm saying. Overall, not that bad because the red balloon was okay. I, honestly, it probably was because Kira's mom, and we I remember us making fun of that as kids, and so like that's probably not a good sign. When we're watching that, and we're like, whatever, eight, twelve, and you know whatever. Like we're all we're all pretty varying ages, but like. The, the stirring and the poison always looked cheesy. Um, but I just said, yeah, her wearing bright red and everyone else is in black. And then like, they're like, you were keeping her sick. And she's just like, yeah. like I felt like they, they just did a bunch of takes and she couldn't ever look upset or in shock or disappointed that she was caught or whatever. I just, that, that part, it was a good moment because obviously they saved the sister, but I never thought that the Kira's mom part was handled well with the tape and the, the stirring of the poison and the dramatic reveal was always a little bit cheesy for me, but. Well, Brad, do you want to do uh, quotes, best, worst, unintentionally funny? Well, obviously the worst is it's time for lunch, Kira, but. I never noticed her <laughs> saying it in a weird way, but I'll, I'll listen out either, for next I time. I agree with you now. It pro I agree with you now. Probably some of it was because it was so like, guys, you, do y'all see what she's doing in this video? She's poisoning her daughter. Like, I think it was just so on the nose. She may not have said it that bad, but it was like, it, and well, anyway, I'll get, I'll get on some more of that later, but, um, best ones. I love the Bruce Willis is like having this heart to heart and he just looks up. You said the S word. And I also love the way he goes. Yeah, I know. Sorry yeah. about that. Like I, I love that exchange between them. Mm -hmm. And then I also love Bruce Willis does the magic trick the first time. And he just goes, 
I didn't know you were funny. And the way he says that to him is like, is like yeah. so mean, but I also love their relationship because I love that after he does that, it cuts away to, to cold showing the magic trick to another kid. Um, but I, lo I loved his deliveries <clears throat> on those two. But yeah, actually, I wrote down for for worse lines, inner dialogue, stirring poison. Okay, now that I have that measured, it's time to poison. My, anyway, I just wrote down like mm -hmm. like fake dialogue because it was so bad. And then there was an earlier line; it, they tied it back in. But I always thought it's a little unnatural when the when Bruce Willis's wife says, "You put everything second, including me, for those families." And I know later on he says, oh, "You yeah. were never second. It was supposed to be romantic, but I felt like that was a lot of like that was a little bit of a exposition dump because we don't see a lot of he and his wife but like i just that didn't seem natural unless that's going to yeah. be like an argument you put everything second mm -hmm. including me for those families malcolm yeah. you know and it was necessary yeah. they're not going to show a lot of backstory the movie was well paced it was quick but i felt like the delivery of that was a little bit clunky to let us know like wait a second he really took his job seriously and maybe didn't see his wife as much but anyway that was all i really wanted I, uh, I do think in the future maybe we could uh take turns with the quotes. Cause I do feel like quotes is gonna be a hard one for like a lot of, there was a few that you obviously took that like, I think we're all, we're gonna have some overlap on. Uh, Cause you chose a lot of good ones, but Eric, you wanna go ahead? I can oh, go last. Bad. No, no, you, I, I'll go the, quickly. The point is that there's, a, there's not that many, like we're, we're gonna just choose a lot of the same ones, which is not a bad thing. Well, I got, I'm sure mine are not on there. I didn't really have many. Um, this isn't even a quote, but just, I guess, un, I don't even know if it, was, it probably was a bridal to say they were supposed to be funny, but I did like him throwing the shoe at the TV when his, oh, that was enemy, he was in the car. Oh, that part, that part's there. awesome. Cole? Actually, she doesn't say it like that. I like that his mom's like, Cole, like she yeah. knows, she yeah. understands why it's a good throw. Y'all didn't yeah. like the ring scene. I liked the, you got any plainer. Uh, again, it was probably supposed to be funny, whatever. I didn't, I, no, I was, Brad had the I, didn't have much, I was fine with it. I didn't have much on there. And I like, and then terrible force the, comedy. The look at my face, it wasn't even necessarily oh, funny. Dang, you like stole it. Yeah, I have that one. <laughs> Sorry. That's yeah, all no, I, I really it, didn't have yeah, much on there. Well, because especially these 90s movies that the three of us, especially, have watched a lot, we quote a lot of the same stuff. So I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I just think it could be funny to be like, we should quote, say, Eric, like, name a quote, who Brad, wants to quote. go first on it? If there's like something you really, because again, I wanted, to, I wanted to make the point of the Are You Afraid of the Dark? Because I wanted to shit on Chamon oh, for stealing it. So like, we I could almost be like, one, who sorry, wants yeah. to go first? And then I would have been like, I'll, I'll go first on this one. And then other ones, I'm like, yeah, I don't <clears> care if y'all go first or not. We could oh, at least God. say, like, if somebody's wanting to go first, speak well, up or we just well and you have a good point his best movie is because he stole it and then whenever he adapts something it's good while he adapts it and then when he writes his own ending it's crap and then other ones when it's original when it's original works he puts himself into the plot and he's awful or there's some yeah. horrendous twist that's forced <laughs> and they're like I, he entertains me i'm not going to act like he doesn't but when yeah. it's or what happens in something like the visit is like a happy accident because he writes good he writes horrible dialogue but when he writes it for kids, it ends up being kind of it ends up being like accidental comedy or like something like The Happening, which is so entertaining because he tries to write serious dialogue. And then Mark yeah. Wahlberg tries to sell it. It ends up being one of the best comedies ever made because it's so bad. <laughs> so he, he, he can he can he can be entertaining, but usually it's just he just kind of falls ass back on purpose. It. No, or he's right. awesome. I guess you can. It. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go the quotes that weren't taken, and then do. Yeah, I look. Yeah, look at my mind. face. I had stuttering Stanley. I said, mm -hmm. I had you said the S word, and then explicit warning. Uh, I had uh, cheese dick. <laughs> um, 
uh, whenever I was like, Bruce, I was like, what, what, what like, was, was that supposed to be a funny line? Like how, because of how bad it was, or did M Night just not know how to trash talk someone from behind, you know, and he was writing Probably it like, what's a good thing to, yeah, maybe a little bit of both, but I was like, yeah, cheese dick. Um, and then I didn't know you were funny. And then I remember as a kid, uh, we would always laugh at like when he does the, the trick at the party and he's like, that was stupid. I want my penny back. Um, it wasn't really that funny of a line. It was just, I remember nostalgic, like laughing about it as a kid. Um, but I'll go ahead with, yeah, I think performances, a lot of times this will overlap with, uh, with this pros and uh, the all strengths and weaknesses. I would say if I had to choose one, and it's going to be hard not to choose yeah, Haley Joel. And then I would say the teacher did, okay, here's a quick question. Did the teacher remind you of any famous actor? Yes. Who? Or Eric, did you, did this, it remind you of anyone? The same, the same I, I one that you're you going to say. say it. When you say I'm, I'm probably going to get it because I do feel like he does, but I can't. It was think also a one. 90s star. I mean, he's Jim still really. Yeah, Jim, Jim Carrey. Carrey? I mean, yeah, yeah, Jim oh, Carrey. Okay. okay. I mean, he didn't look just like him. It was something about his face. I, as a kid, especially, again, I was always like, he looks kind of like Jim Carrey. Like his hairstyle is, yeah, just general look. But I won't yeah, say the teacher okay, was bad. That. Maybe the whenever he gets really mad at the end and says, like, you freak or whatever, seemed a little over the top. But I know, but so that, was only, that was the only one that I thought was kind of bad. And I already know who Brad's going to choose for bad. There's, but, a, there's uh, an obvious bad, yeah. Well, I'm choosing Jim Carrey for the bad. Oh, wait. Oh, Brad's going to say the mom. I have another obvious yeah, we'll bad. We'll just speak but... for Brad. Eric, I'm assuming ahead. Kira's mom got nominated for well, her. I know who, actually, I know who Eric's going to guess. I'm not going to say it because I want to steal another one after the Are You Afraid of That's the Dark. That's okay. I think, okay, I think anybody... Shyamalan. He yep, was terrible. Yep, yep, yep. I knew you were going to say... I have no he idea what happened in this one. He, he even said... I think he said he regretted putting himself in that role. I'm not saying he was a... Well, and it was clear because he put himself in bigger roles as his career went on, so he obviously meant it when he said he didn't like the fact that he gave himself a cameo. Let me just make myself a bigger and bigger character or put myself into a distracting be the star, Shyamalan? Like Lady in the Water, but then everybody hated it, and he was like... Maybe I'll dial it back a little bit because people mm, really hate it because of the water. All right, Brad. Oh, wait, Eric, did you say you're strong? Are we all saying Haley Joel for strong? Uh, I had Tony Collette and Haley Joel as the main ones. I thought Bruce did a great job too, but they were, I mean, watching Haley, the, I thought he did a phenomenal job. Like, it's yeah, honestly surprising he didn't go on to do much. He did a great job. Who, who won I thought that year? Nine, Haley Joel Osmond probably should have won. And, and I thought Tony, I do like Tony Collette. And actually, you know what? I know people shit on him but i actually thought donnie Wahlberg was good in that small oh, oh i thought he did a good job okay yeah, i don't think he did a bad I, mean, job. I mentioned him because usually you don't think he deserved a shout out for sure i think a shout out's worthy especially after his brother was so bad in the happening that i i genuinely love the happening because it's so awful so i can like, only watch it every few day. years but it is I've, it's, it's, I've seen it in theaters i haven't seen it since you should right, probably go back and watch it because it's it's so yeah. it's so much fun um, well, I'm probably going to pick it now, so just get ready. Brad, who's your standout? Standout? Sorry. I'm sorry, Austin. You're fine. No, you're uh, fine. no I could tell you were getting upset, and I'm sorry. Tony <laughs> Collette, Haley Joel Osment, and and uh, Mark and Academy Award nominee Mark Wahlberg's brother. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I didn't know people thought maybe didn't do a good job. I think as a kid, it was a weird mix because it was like kind of a scary scene, but it was kind of funny because he was wearing whitey tidies. Like as a kid, when you didn't understand like the depth of the scene, like no oh. one, I remember like laughing at the scene. I remember being like, a weird mix of feelings of like this is that creepy scene but the guy's also like wearing underwear kind of thing like you know it was eight or nine i remember being yeah. a creepy scene every time i still think it's a creepy scene because it's just well, no, like nowadays a, it's a home invasion more. kind of yeah. yeah now yeah nowadays even as a kid more. i'm like you see the broken glass you're like uh-oh and, 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 and he's because clearly not 
and he's clearly mentally all like you're like oh man that's right and because malcolm does such a good job strong. like sitting down being calm and talking to him and the working with him the men- freaking cops though she was sitting there in the window so i feel like she could have uh grabbed a phone yeah. and stealthily oh the, was the phone not off the hook or messed up i thought they oh maybe maybe, maybe i missed that but i remember you like hear a point. dial to may i may maybe i'm misremembering it seemed like he died you hear it stuff for that broken that shot too, by the but, window and it could have been a phone but he got shot in the lower stomach and died within a minute. But either way, I don't know. I don't know if I'm, none of us are medically trained. So I don't know if that's wrong or what it seemed like. I'm not mm, saying it could have died accurate. from, I'm not saying it could have was died it from, but that was really fast. I'm saying it was like lower stomach. I can, I it took him like an hour. When, when she touched it, he, he was bleeding a lot. He was, he was bleeding a lot. touched the side, it was. Yeah. But I'm, again, I'm not saying he shouldn't have died, but I'm saying it was like within a minute kind of bleeding out. Like it seemed like a lot. But anyway, I'm not saying that's a flaw because I don't know what I'm talking about. No, I think but, that's um, pretty accurate. All right, does anyone I want would, to, do, to do the theme? Because I think the theme is fairly clear. And I actually wrote it down before I actually watched a YouTube video and M. Knight actually said, this is the theme. And it was what I wrote, but um, I okay, don't know if anybody Go cares. first and if it's different, I'll speak okay. up, but I... I'm sure you have. Well, according to M. Knight himself, which makes it probably Eric is going to say that means it's not correct or something, but the M. Knight himself said it's the importance of communication. It's it's a theme of communication between ghost and living, living and dead, living and living. Like everyone is learning how to communicate with each other. So seeing other people's perspectives was the only thing I like, which is part of that. Yeah, yeah. I think even one person put it like seeing other people's perspectives. So it's like, or scary to you, like you're wanting to kind of see their viewpoints of everything and yeah but still that's that falls under the communication umbrella really so yeah but yeah that's all i had all right brad if you do you have anything to add to the theme if not we're doing underrated overrated but you can take over we can can move on all right brad did you you cool starting with underrated overrated oh yeah yeah overrated i'd say uh oh yeah for overrated i just i just put i just wrote the red stuff over i said we get it too much it's too much stuff uh i broke the doorknob the balloon the pills the murder wife that's a horrible actress like it was just a little bit overdone but i get what he was doing uh, again let, let me just this will be brief but what i I think what i kind of put as like a side note was this is a good movie i still gave it a, a, a good grade but i do think you saw some of you saw some of M Knight's bad habits starting to rear their head a little bit. That's what I think you noticed in this was like talking down to the audience. Like, Hey guys, do y'all get it? All that red, that was, that was significant. Hey, do you get it at the yeah. end? Do you see the twist? Well, let me show you some flashbacks <clears throat> in case you didn't understand. Like yeah. his ego was there and he does make sure like the audience is like, guys, this, this is what I'm trying to tell you. So like the spoon feeding and some of the over the top symbolism and obviously his, his cameos and all that stuff. Like it's a good movie, but it was because it was his, not his first movie ever, but like his breakout hit where he had a lot of control. So like, I'm going to say overrated is, is M night and, and the movie itself to an extent, because I do think he got away with some flashes of really bad decisions but it was canceled out by a good movie overall uh underrated i do love the sharing the perfect day and uh, I, I like when they're in the parking lot and uh she just pushes they, they don't show anything else after that she just pushes them in the shopping cart mm-hmm. and he's just got his arms out because he's going through so much crap that's and scene, it's just yeah. like a, it's just like a night it's just like a nice moment between mom and son and that's that's the stuff he did do well in this one Yes. You love the relationship between the mom and the kid. And that's why the stuff with Bruce Willis and his wife still did pretty well. It just, you just didn't see them as much. Um, but yeah, it's, but, but still main, mainly underrated little, it was the small moments that I think that they did well with. 
All right, Eric, you can do underrated, overrated. Okay, I didn't have anything as overrated because I think the scenes that people think of are properly right. Like I, all the big scenes you think of were pro- so. I mean, I, I like where Brad went with that as far as the red stuff. I'll I'll agree with that part. Like I, I feel like I would just be reaching to say <coughs> like. I guess in terms of like scariness, I the the people hanging in the school, I always thought that wasn't that scary. Like, why is he so scared? Just keep walking. Yeah. But but it's not a rated. Like nobody's talking about that scene being a great <laughs> scene. So I'll go with underrated. I thought the Cole and his mom in the car at the end, after they see it, and them having that little heart to, and talking about the grandma and him like explaining to her that he can see dead people and that her she's like getting. I I thought that was a well. Again, because I thought they both did the best jobs, it was a very well done scene by both, and just a good overall scene that I kind of forgot about. I guess, like I remember it when I saw it, but it's not one you think of. So, well, kind of like alluding to what Brad was saying earlier, that's kind of the ending to what could have been the movie. Like it, that was their ending. That was Haley Joel and Tony Collette's yeah, ending. Yeah, and because <clears throat> you, I, I, I noticed that this time, I was like, oh wait, that's their ending. Like. Because then you have to have the whole twist, of course, after that. And as Brad, I think Brad is right, though. Like the movie wouldn't have become a phenomenon without the twist, but it would have been a mm-hmm. uh, would have been a good, still solid movie if it was just a psychiatrist learning how to communicate with his wife while learn, while trying to, like, if he's recovering from a, a wound from the Wahlberg uh, brother and and everything. But uh, yeah, I thought that was a, a good scene. But um, for underrated, I thought the dungeon scene at the party. I thought the I love the shot of the balloon yeah. going with the staircase. That's like a really cool shot to me. And then also, never, also the what also I guess the only ghost you don't see besides the ghost on Vincent's tape um, is like that the dungeon ghost is like it's angry it's in this dark uh, dark you know I keep calling it dungeon but you know this dark little uh, dumb like waiter type thing cross space yeah. yeah and even though I was kind of curious he kept the, the ghost kept saying open the door and the door was open at that time so I was kind of wondering what that was happening if there was another door within the door because he said open this door and like. The doors though what it was open but anyway it was still a really good scene and i thought that was a creepy scene um and um i I'm, I'm gonna say overrated is the icy dead people scene not because it's up again not that it's a bad scene it was it was so quoted and like scary movie and all that kind of stuff that the scene almost became like not a joke in like a over-the-top sense but it was just like it was such an over-quoted line that it, well, yeah, uh, to it me, got parodied it, all the time it parodied so much it was that, the only yeah, one that it, could have been considered overrated in the actual terms of overrated because it's yes. by far yeah. the biggest scene. But I yeah, do think yeah. it was a well done scene. So I yeah, but when you're right, when, when 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 you watch it, it's it's so well acted that you're right. Is because yeah. I was even watching it thinking it would be like, oh, here we go. But I'm like, man, it's really just not cheesy. That's one of he's, Haley Joel Osment's best. Like again, he's like the way he's crying. It, it's so believable. Not just the icy dead people line. Like the whole scene with him sitting there, he looks truly terrified. Like it's, just, yeah. it's so well done. And Bruce Willis and Bruce Willis because listening to so him. Much, I see what you're saying, Austin. Yeah, yeah. thanks, Brad. Go ahead. You were saying Bruce Willis. Oh no, I was going to just say, like as a, uh, like as a doctor to him, he's also great because he doesn't. Yes, he, his reaction is so subdued. Like he's just listening and like how long you know he like his. I, I'm not. I mean, you could say it's great acting by Bruce Willis, but I would also give it credit as being good writing as far as like that was the the right way to react was he just listens to him and he lets him talk and get it off his chest and doesn't go wow i can't you know i know obviously he wouldn't be like oh holy shit but it was just like he listens to him and stays calm and lets him talk 
And so you assume, like, that, it was, yeah, you assume it was, that he probably doesn't believe him. Like he, I not like he, not that he dismisses it. Cause he, 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 I think he at that in that moment as a psychiatrist who obviously doesn't realize that he is dead, probably is thinking, okay, schizophrenia. What is this? Like this kid, what he's going through, he believes what he's going through is seeing ghosts, but I am a rational person. He's not seeing ghosts. So he's clearly having some sort of like traumatic, you know, <coughs> like he's having some sort of, whatever yeah, like he multiple personalities whatever it might be like he's trying he's probably trying to diagnose him while being empathetic so i, I was kind of uh, piggybacking on brad of saying yeah he did a good job of not judging or dismissing which would have been bad anyway for a psychiatrist but being an empathetic listener while i think at the same time you i could see it kind of going through his head of like what is this kid really going through not that he's lying but what is what is causing him to believe this but um, yeah. And then the only other thing I had was a moment that didn't land for me, uh, kind of besides the, the, that 70s kid getting the, the, the shot to his head, like that wasn't a bad scene. It was just like, okay, that was fine. But I thought the one that never landed even as a kid was when the, the bike victim outside the car, her just like her look, uh, just her standing there was just like this blank expression and just walks off as like unintentionally almost funny. But even as a kid, yeah. I never thought that would look scary. It looked kind of like silly because she was just like, just looked and she basically just looked for her cameo until she just walked off after Cole said that. And it was just like, eh, I think she, I don't think they did a good job showing. Was she just her. going there because again, they're all like going to see Cole, but then she just left. So yeah, she was, was like, probably going to knock on the she... window and talk to him, but she was like, yeah. um, oh, he's yeah, busy. I'll come back. Yeah, I'm going to turn around. Like, they're having a moment um, right now and she's saying look at my face for the 15th time and um <laughs> but uh the last but not least um iconic moment and uh, eric and i kind of got previews to the, our conversation on this one i thought we were all going to say the same thing but i completely missed one and i'm not going to change my answer but eric brought one up i'm like oh wow i did not think about that somehow as being an iconic moment just but um but does anyone want to uh, start with iconic moment if not, I'll I, go, but it, it, I, don't, I don't care go, who goes. Go first. ahead. I, I don't think you're going to, I mean, I'm curious what you mean. I'm not going to say the one that you were talking about, Eric. Brad, do you care? Oh, oh, that's not going to be mine. That's not going to be mine, by the way. Oh. It yeah, is a good iconic one. Um, you're still muted, oh. but I think he's he's trying to get through some. So go ahead, Austin. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Go ahead, Brad. You're good, Brad. We can. I, I just heard. Part, yeah. I thought I was checking on what Brad was doing for a second, but um, okay, I'll start then. But <clears throat> again, I see dead people was kind of overquoted, so I didn't consider that iconic moment. But I see why it could be. To me, I think of probably the bathroom scene is the moment that I think again, not the jump scare, but like that starting point of the bathroom through him going to the kitchen. And like really going to the kitchen and the the vomiting scenes all pretty much in that same section, um, but I already know what Eric's probably going to say, and he's probably right. I just didn't think of it in the moment, so it clearly wasn't. Well, no, iconic. I I'll leave it to if Brad doesn't say it, we'll touch on it. But it's not that scene. Mine actually is. Again, I'm not. Is it all one scene where she, they go from the mom in the kitchen to just watch it five days? The girl ago. in the tent, but the the tent scene to me is the big scene because that's also like the turning point where he is, yeah. all of a sudden starts saying, "Hey, yeah, let me I, come back. I'm gonna try. To, I'm gonna try to help now." And sorry, I was just I was coughing for a minute. That's why I was trying to give y'all a. It's like the scene I think of in the movie is that tent, the creepiness of them being in the tent and her th throwing up, but then also he goes back, and that's when he tries to start helping. So I, I think it's a very it's the turning point of the movie. Yeah, because so I was going to mention that earlier as a as a defense to that to the tent scene. It's obviously great, but I do think I I, I do think it might have been a little bit intentional for it not to be as creepy when we 
see her because he's trying to look at him in a different light. No, that's not supposed to be a bad pun. But I do think that was a little, I do think that was on purpose. Like I'll, I'll give him some credit for that scene. Uh, Cause I think it was supposed to be like, everything is scary. Everything is scary. But then he sees the girl and she's clearly scared and not mm-hmm. scary and menacing like the other yeah. ones appeared to be. And so like, because I, because after that he had already talked to Bruce Willis and he's already trying to help her. Right. Yeah. Versus when he saw the, the woman in the, in the kitchen, he didn't know yet. So he was still scared out yeah, of his yeah. mind. And if y'all are, if y'all already said also, that, my bad. Also, I don't think he looked, I don't think the look on his face when he sees her, I don't think he looks scared. I think he looks almost grossed out more than anything. Kind of like, yeah, like, I, I like, think it was a little, I think it was a little bit of both. I think he's, I think he was but, psych, psych himself into it is what I thought. Was like I think, scared, I think but, so too. No, no, I'm and saying when, he first, reason when he's, he's in the tent with her and he turns, he like makes like a, Ugh, kind of like, uh, and not, also not probably a, like, ah, it's, I don't know. His acting was good. I think he, I think he captured it no, well. Dude, I mean, it's, it's gross. He, she's right there, but he's also like, yeah. I, I need to try to help her. That's that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Anyway, I didn't mean yeah. to that. That was long, but I, it was between the go into the bathroom part that I already talked about, or or the scene in the car with the with the mom and son talking. Oh, okay. So I don't know. Okay. And and so because I talked about the bathroom part, really the main thing, because Eric did a good job analyzing the part with the the mom and son. But I will say this: this is not dogging on the seen again but i still think like you said austin earlier m night's not good at writing dialogue but because tony collette and that could have been like their career achievement scene because tony collette and Haley joel osmond are so good in that part a lot of the dialogue is okay but they sell it so well that it doesn't matter and it's still a great scene because the writing is is fine it's okay but they they it, it, it brings the movie together because the, it completely feels like a mom and son bonding and fighting over that. And really the, the bicycle person, I, 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 I agree with you. That never bothered me because I think it was supposed to be like no music and no reaction because he's just like, yeah, she's right there, but it's fine. Yeah, I guess Even though I'm sure funny more than not. Scary. Oh, well, that's, 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 and that's, and that's fair. Cause I think, I think you're right. Austin. I think they were going for, this isn't scary anymore, but it, it did also seem kind of weird that she's just like standing outside. I, I get that. <laughs> yeah. That always, it always kind of looked a little bit strange to me, but I think they were trying to go for like, this is no longer scary to him yeah, because there's yeah. no noise. Cause it also did bother me that when he sees Kira, that Kira's under the bed and she's like wide eyed, like shoves the, <laughs> yeah. the items at him. Like, aren't y'all like cool now? You know, you drove, yeah, he went yeah, all the way. She had to grab, she had to grab his leg. Yeah, I, I didn't like that part, yeah, but a lot of horror movies. Jump scare. Yeah. A lot of horror movies do that. So, like, I don't, the cheap jump scares are not that bad. Um, so, but anyway, it's a tie between guess, those two, and I've talked so about we need it both to, Since we all did go out of the box, we do at least need to say, obviously, an iconic, I guess, a runner-up or whatever you want to call it, or iconic is the discovering of Bruce Willis that he's dead. Like, the twist is an iconic moment. So Yeah, somehow I did not think of that. I didn't, I guess it's, it's I didn't so want to make that my iconic. Into the, but it, into the story, I, I don't think like about it. No, I no, you're right. I'm just saying I did two iconic that. moments, but I wanted to pick something a little not so cookie-cutter, and, like, that's what everybody well, thinks of, but I wanted to find something a little I, different. I think that has to be one of the iconic moments. I'm, I'm, I'm it saying is, it is. That's what I'm saying. You're right, and I'm wrong. I'm saying because it's so... I'm just saying because it's so embedded in it now, 20, 24 years later, that it's like, it doesn't even feel like it's not even a twist anymore. Like everyone knows this. So to me, it doesn't True. feel like an iconic moment. Like, yeah, we can't forget that that is the iconic moment. moment. And I somehow, when I was thinking about him, didn't think of that. But the only other thing I was going to do, and this could be like a quick, like one word answer is, who do you think the iconic ghost of the movie is? And 
you know, just again, I have to be discussion, just so-and-so move on kind of thing. Like, who do you think the, the iconic, we might all have the same one. Cause I have one. I in mean, mind. I'm just going to stick with my theme of the tent scene and go with Kira. Cause I go Kira. I was going to say, I mean, it, it, you could, you could easily say Bruce Willis cause he's in it. He's oh, the main character, but I, I wasn't laughing at us, Brad. No, no, I'm laughing. I just talked about that is the right answer. Honestly, I'm overlooking it again. I'm like, yeah, I was saying that I was, I was joking with myself saying that was too obvious, but like Kira is the turning point and that part's good. And I will say again, as a, as another side note, now that we were kind of theorizing over it a little bit earlier, I think one of y'all mentioned earlier, and I'm sorry, I don't remember who, but like it could have ended with the scene in the car. Because if you yeah. remember too, I'm saying without the twist, because if you remember earlier, Cole had told him you should talk to your wife while she's asleep and then she'll have to listen to you. And, th- and that could have been it. And that we could have just hoped that Bruce Willis would find a way yeah. Again, I, I'm not saying that would have been a great ending. Please know that I'm just like thinking about this on the fly, but that's why I kind of don't, I kind of forget about the end twist now that I know, because I like the, I like the movie ending with Cole and his mom talking and you're right. Austin, that is, that is kind of interesting to think about it. Like, well, yeah, but the ghosts are still going to come see him. Um, yeah. But like his mom was upset. Nice. And, and, and like, when you think about it from the mom's perspective, how horrible that was going through all that thinking that her kid is stealing things and taking them and lying and, and, and not communicating with her. And then now they make peace and they can move forward. And, and now she can get him help and, you know, whatever it might be. Um, it, the movie almost could have been, I just, to me, like I said, it's interesting to think not only could it have worked with the twist, but I've often wondered, I think we've talked about it. I wonder what M Knight's career would have looked like if people have been like, wow, what a great human drama. The twist was kind of stupid and unnecessary, but good movie. And like what he would have done versus him being like, damn, those people really liked that twist. I better put one in every single movie I make. Yeah, it just, I just yeah. always thought that was interesting because he's, he's undoubtedly great with the camera and he can tell a story. It's just that ego and putting himself in there and like having to have a twist. I just, I, I'd be curious, like if in the alternate history of people being like good movie until that horribly forced twist at the end, you know, what, just what, what kind of movies he would have ended up making. I just always thought that was an interesting alternate reality with M night. All right. Yeah. And then, uh, no, I agree, but, uh, just for the sake of moving to the next, uh, round <coughs> here, I'm going to go solid a for the, for the rating. That's for the rating. what I also gave it. I, uh, I, I kept going, almost wanting to give him a B plus, but if I'm being honest, that's probably me being harsh and grading it, knowing as other movies on its own, I think, I think it's an A minus. I think there's, there's a few weaknesses, but it's, it's an A movie. Yeah, I enjoy the yeah. movie overall. So, um, I don't want this to be a, a long thing. I really will. Cause this might end up being a dumb question. Do we think, because Bruce Willis obviously didn't realize, but do, do all the ghosts think they're alive? No, I, I, he says he says in the scene, mm-hmm. the hospital scene, that they don't know they're dead. But at oh, the same, okay. but, at, but at the same time, Kira must oh, yeah, know she's right. dead okay. to to right, we'll find her that. own killer. We'll cut that. Cut that. No, no, no. But I'm saying it no. Just, it was it was a it was a good question. Looking for the stuff in the kitchen seemed to be thinking. But Eric, I'm alive. saying the I'm kid. saying there's two. I'm saying there's two sides of it. You could be right because like Cole says they don't know that they're dead, but Kira would have to know she's dead to basically yeah, give the clues to her killer. Sure. Right. Um, but, so, um, but, but, but I think you're right though. That, no, that was a good question because, because he helped Kira. And so once he helped her, she realized what was going on and then realized, okay, well I yes. can help my sister. I and can do something good. Oh, sorry, good Bruce, 
Malcolm's wife is is depressed and grieving over what goes on. So then now Malcolm can help her let go and move on by speaking to her. You know, I mean, I think that was. Yeah, yeah. I I remember. I do remember them talking about that is that, yeah, they don't know they're dead until and once they realize they're dead and like the closure of it all, so to speak, they can move on to whatever like afterlife that M. Night and his story is like, you know, saying. I think that's what it is because you realize at the end they have like a fade to white with yeah. um with Bruce Willis. And I know it fades to white and goes to like the wedding thing, but I think the the fade to white is kind of it's Bruce Willis moving on to the whatever you know becoming a dead person officially yeah, now rather than true. rather than being in a uh, in the middle ground, but. Um, for our fishbowl, which um, fishbowl is just we do three best or three worst or whatever of random things as it won't have anything to do with the movie we did. Um, but I have all the way one through 49 and Brad you chose last time so Eric you want to choose any number one through 49. Then you say 10. Yeah. I right. go like that. Hmm? Did I do that. Um, no Eric was like that. <laughs> Oh. Um, <clears throat> I was just kidding. You just mumbled it. That was all. I was just kidding with you. Um, all right. Now that Brad's done joking, uh, three best characters, three best characters on TV, you know, of all time. Um, oh, oh yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I, wanna, I don't think it has to be in a specific order. I'm going to go George. Are we each going to do one or are we going to do all three? Yeah, I'm just gonna, we can name one at a time. Again, it doesn't have to be three, two, one. We can adjust mm-hmm. it, but I think I'm going to go George Costanza. Oh, okay. Anyone go, else want to pop in? Yeah. I'll go Michael Scott. Yeah, I, won't, I won't use that now, but yeah, I was going to say Michael Scott. So, Brad, go ahead. Ooh, <clears throat> let's see. Let's do Lucy Ricardo, Homer Simpson. Oh, wow. Uh, it's hard not to say George, but y'all already said him. I'm, I'll, I'll try to think of a third one. I, yeah, I'm yeah, going to go. I wanna, I'm sorry, Eric, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm saying I, I'm going to, if it's one set, I'm not going to repeat because there's enough out there. That's what I'm saying. I don't want to repeat either. That's why I wanted to try to do two. That I have plenty. Said. I have plenty to go with. So, Austin, go ahead with yours. I'm going to go Walter White. That was going to be one of mine. But okay. <laughs> I had a feeling you were going to do it and I wanted you to I, have it. I just it. thought of it because I, I, keep, I keep thinking comedies and I'm like, what am I I know, I know. I, I I was thinking drama as well. I'm like, well, Breaking Bad stuff is going to make so it. I was, was going to say Charlie Day, but I didn't know if y'all were going to say That's what I'm going to, I was going to do Charlie. So are you saying that, Brad? Well, we can try to think of a different pick? one. If you want to pick him, I I, I did jump in well, and interrupt Charlie you, Kelly. We're characters here, yeah. Yeah, Charlie Kelly. You did yeah. say the wrong one. No, well then, well then you get to steal. You can steal them because I said I I do I messed up. I'll go Charlie. I'll go Charlie Kelly if that's allowed. Okay, yeah, no, I, I messed it up, so I, I lost my chance. All right, Danny Tanner. No, um, let's think. Uh, I'm trying to think of like, no, nah, he's a. I mean, that's a fun movie show to watch every so often, but I can only you can only get. The All right, I got another. Too. I got one that I don't think either of y'all would say. Go I'm ahead if you have if you have this fresh. Go ahead. It's Adam Demamp. Oh, no, that's that's a. Um, Maybe yeah. on there. Yeah, I was like, we already represented Sunny. We already represented Office. Sunny Seinfeld, Breaking Bad. Break, like the my big shows have been represented, so I'm good. I'm gonna go something that I know you two don't watch. I'm gonna go Selena Meyer, uh, Joy Louis Dreyfus' character, and Veep. Um, yeah. yeah, so I'll, yeah, really funny show. Well, I'll I'll cheat because they're basically the same character, but I'll say 
TV Larry David just because it's the, it's George Costanza, but he's mm. getting into modern times. He's right a lot of the time, but um, I, I don't know why I'm describing like I don't know who Larry David is, but I'll cheat and say him. Yeah. That that way I'm going way back to the 50s and then all the way caught up to oh I guess Homer Simpson still on TV Homer Simpson up until like uh, like 96 but honorable never seen show that show and I know Eric Jerry Jerry could be an honorable mention Ooh, really Leslie no he's like he's funny but... oh honorable yeah, mention might be BoJack Horseman if that show keeps up because it's really good so far yeah oh well, I've never are seen you like just starting it okay first of all don't have a bad attitude i said if it, it i said the first season's really good quickly oh but that uh, reminds me speaking of bojack horseman we didn't say any arrest development people so i'll give joe uh, a shout out as well I, i'm saying the first season of bojack was really good i have that's that's i know i think it drops off very much after, okay. or i just kind of okay. lost interest. it was it was really it was really just, good at the beginning it is i think it's it pretty serious like it's not it's almost like more drama than comedy or i mean i, I didn't mind the drama it, they, they were holding, Again, they were handling the drama well probably give it another I, I think i watched two or three seasons and that just kind of didn't watch it for a few years so then you just kind of forget about it it is archer the first season archer could have been a good archer could have been a good one yeah, for a while archer Bob from Bob's Burgers. There, I mean, I could. There's, I could go a lot of people, but pretty much anybody. The, the coach from the anything H. John Benjamin does. <laughs> uh, true. H. John I mean, Benjamin uh, just talking. Him and arrest and uh, Parks and Rec, the lawyer. Yeah. I don't think I've other shows like I was about to say I'm going to think of something else now that's going to irritate me. No Brian. Way. Brian Hackett. We can't. We go. can't we use. We can't page. use. We can't use like Bill Cosby or uh, Cliff Huxtable. I'm trying to think of like we watched. I mean, the character. It's kind of like saying Kramer now was, almost. Yeah, like, Cliff Huxtable was a great was a great character, though. I mean, I know was, Bill Cosby's not great, but but that was a great also, character on a great show. Just it's oh, that's what I was kind of joking. Elaine and then Boy Meets World. I was trying to think of like problem. 90s shows. It was like, uh, uh, I don't know. None of those would actually Tim be the Taylor. Best. I've been on a home improvement kick. So I've watched Tim that Taylor. since like probably 2001. It was like when it was on TV. It's such, it, it holds up. I think it's a great show, but um, um, I, yeah, I was just trying to think of like, yeah, trying to old and new. I like mean, I'm, Barney or Marshall from How I Met Your Mother. If I want to give anybody from that show a shout out. I think one of y'all said Elaine would have been a good one too. She, I said that's Elaine. Why, that's why I, like, I kind of balanced Elaine it out with Jerry Louis Dreyfus. Because um, she was number two on that show. It was George then Elaine, then I, Jerry. I oh, for sure. And it really, I go back and forth. I mean, I think, I mean, I like Elaine's character better. George is just funnier. Just like George I, is definitely funnier. Just George like is I, the just, best character, but yes, Elaine... I mean, just yeah. just like I just like I love Larry Day like TV Larry David, and agree mm -hmm. with him a lot, but he's still frustrating. It doesn't mean I'm not vastly entertained by him. I think this might um, this might not be an unpopular opinion, but I think out of Seinfeld, like the show, I think Julie Louis Dreyfus is the best comedian, like the most comedic, best comedic actor. She's like definitely Jerry, had the best career since. Well, she I feel like she's like the most naturally funny, and, and obviously like Jerry Kim is naturally funny, but like he's not as good of an actor. I just feel like she's naturally funny in almost everything she does. Yeah. Um, and like do, I, I think George, but I think George, I mean, I think Jason Alexander has the has capacity to be a dramatic actor. He's like a he's like a trained like stage actor, and I'm like mm. I really keep my fingers crossed hoping that he'll eventually get like some show like why like all these streaming shows all these people that aren't usually like leading men getting shows you think brian cranston like getting like becoming this huge i'm like man i kind of hope jason alexander seems like a good guy good actor like and out of all of them i mean besides uh besides michael richards um the out of the three that really have a career left um yeah, he Jason is doing like a podcast now, which is you know good for him, obviously. But like, I, I kind of wish he would get like I think he could take a turn and do dramatic, kind of like Tony Shalhoub, 
um oh yeah i could have done monk because i love monk but um mm. uh but uh anyway but uh, i like when I, I like it with we're going with our guts when because yeah, I mean, so yeah. the whole idea is what's coming to your head and immediately sunny and workaholics and seinfeld and the office least, came to my head of some of those people are gonna have to be on my list because those are the shows like if i could only pick well and we uh, grow up on lucy and lucy is still hilarious like it's hard to just it not... is it is it is <clears throat> so, um, um but what, are what we going to discuss oh. or sorry are, are we going to keep in the recording like when we discuss the next movie or is that i guess i'm about to propose now what i think we okay. should do yeah basically i think because usually again as we as we mentioned earlier i think for the most part it'd be fun to do rounds of like okay let's do a, a 50s round or a comedy round but I think because it's my birthday and Brad's birthday coming up, and obviously when it's Eric's birthday in December, we can do this too, obviously. But um, I think do like a standalone, just like my pick, and then Brad would go after that because we'll have two May, we'll have two May podcasts is the way it's looking. So we'll do two May mm-hmm. podcasts, one for me, one for Brad's pick, and then yeah. then it'll go bleed right into summer. And summer we can go into our either blockbuster round or a July Fourth round or something like that, and have something like uh. Uh, have a natural kind of natural calendar cal- uh, category but and I, I do think we should also give a little breathing room to some pushback if i ever propose a movie or if anyone proposed a movie and like one person really just doesn't like it i'm not saying all the time but i still don't think it should be mm-hmm. just i say something and then like we have to watch that movie um but what i would propose for this next one for me it's hard not to pick one of my favorite movies i was going to say rear window um for my pick and if that's cool with everyone but again that's a standalone that's not a start of a new round and then brad would pick one and then yeah. again j- starting in june or late may we could get into like kind of cheesy 90s blockbuster type things or you know coming in july we have independence day type movies and uh and things like that that are kind of you know speak for themselves but if everyone's okay with that for my kind of birthday pick and then brad gets the birthday pick after me because our birthdays are back to back um coming up next week so if that's cool with you that's yeah, yeah. all right yeah, sounds, good. sounds good sounds good all right but be thinking about dinner and a movie while we're at it and uh i'll i'll uh, make some i'll make some minor adjustments to our template and send it out to you all and be on the lookout again you can probably cut all this stuff out but um but yeah, uh, you know, we're having I the data. Stop the recording, whatever. But. Yeah, uh, having the little database thing. But anyway, um, all right. Well, for the actual recording, I guess we should have a little. All right. So we're doing Rear Window in a couple of weeks for my birthday pick, and then Brad's after that. Um, so yeah, that's all we have. So we'll uh, have a new one out in two weeks. See you all later.